0: Ended in the jungle, the story of four children who managed to survive in the Amazon for 40 days after a plane crash. And as temperatures climb up to the triple digits this week, we've got some important tips on how you can stay safe in the
1: intense summer heat.
2: First warning weather with meteorologist Nick
3: Bannon.
1: But we're going to start with weather today. We have a severe thunderstorm watch for two counties north of Austin, both Milam and Lampasas counties until 10 o'clock tonight. We really anticipate that most of the storms stay well north of our area, but a couple of very stray isolated storms could clip portions of our northern counties. Stray shower in San Saba County. We've got a storm just northeast of Lampasas County right now, but you can see a much bigger cluster of even severe weather near and north and northeast of Waco right now, and we do expect that the majority of storms will miss us here tonight. That being said, there is still some risk for uh, an isolated, strong or severe storm really anywhere here in Central Texas, but you can see the three out of five risk begins mostly once you get into Milam County and at points north. So in general, you can plan on it being mainly a hot and dry night for most of us. Temperatures outside right now, middle and upper 90s, but with the humidity, it feels like triple digits uh, in many places in our eastern counties, and it feels like close to triple digits for the metro and into the hill country. So what does the evening look like for most of you? Well, it's only a 20% storm or rain chance here at 7 and 9 o'clock tonight, meaning 80% of us staying dry, if not more. Temperatures dropping through the 90s into the 80s, those rain chances down to 10% here by 11. Coming up in First Morning Weather, we'll track a few more storms possible through Monday, the potential for record heat building in, and whether we have any heat relief in sight.
0: Nick, thanks for tracking it for us. And thanks to you all for joining us tonight. I'm Avery Travis. We're learning tonight a multi-car crash sent three people to the hospital today. It happened near FM 812, that's just south of the airport. Two Austin-Travis County EMS ambulances and Starflight responded to this crash. Officials say one person was pinned inside a vehicle, but first responders were able to get them out. They were rushed to the hospital with serious injuries. Well, it's that time of year, we all want to spend time by the water, but in San Marcos today, a group of canoe racers are taking that to the next level. The Texas Water Safari kicked off this morning. It's a 260-mile race that will end on the Texas coast. Racers have 100 hours to complete the challenge, and it's been pulling in racers from all over since the 60s. KXAN caught up with one local team who call themselves the Splash Cats. They're hoping to complete the race in under 50 hours.
3: The beauty of this race is you have both the competitors, but then you also have the adventurers. And this race you can make it your own. This reminds you like there's so much and more in life than
0: all these stressors we put on to, you know um, And just like being in the boat with like some of my best friends is also a perk of it. The Splash cats tell us they've got plenty of food and water packed, but here's the kicker. they don't plan on sleeping until they finish the race. Four Colombian children who were missing in the Amazon jungle for 40 days after a small plane crash have been found alive. The crash happened on May 1st when a single engine propeller plane carrying six passengers had to make an emergency landing. Two weeks later, a search team found the plane and recovered the bodies of three adults on board, including these children's mother. Meanwhile, the search continued for these kids. They range in age from 11 months to 13 years old. The children were eventually located by rescue dogs in the jungle there. They've been taken to a military hospital to receive treatment. Right now, the extent of their injuries is unknown. Ted Kaczynski, also known as the Unabomber, was found dead in his prison cell today, according to the Bureau of Prisons. He was 81 years old. Kaczynski was convicted in 1998 for a series of bombings
2: targeting scientists. Dana Griffin has more. The man known as the Unabomber died while serving four consecutive life sentences decades after his reign of terror gripped the nation. Ted Kaczynski, the one-time mathematics prodigy, became infamous for eluding authorities. The only clue to his identity? This sketch made after a witness saw him planting a bomb. Kaczynski played a deadly cat-and-mouse game with the FBI in a nationwide bombing campaign that stretched 17 years, becoming one of the Bureau's longest and most expensive investigations ever. The FBI, the other agencies involved, are working on this with as much diligence as I've ever seen in an investigation. His first homemade bomb detonated in 1978 at Northwestern University, injuring a security guard. The FBI would dub him a twisted genius for mailing or hand-delivering 15 more bombs over the years. His devices killed three and injured nearly two dozen more, all while puzzling investigators for leaving behind no traceable evidence. In 1995, the Unabomber Task Force asked newspapers to publish a manifesto Kaczynski mailed them, hoping it would generate new leads. It did, when David Kaczynski recognized the thinking of his brother and reported him to the FBI.
3: It wouldn't have been right to allow him to uh, to hurt anyone else. He had to be stopped in some way and that was the only way I could think to stop him.
2: On April 3rd, 1996, investigators arrested Kaczynski at his tiny cabin near Lincoln, Montana. There, they found journals detailing his crimes, just $32.80 to his name, And something else. Federal agents have turned up a live bomb at the home of the man the government believes is the Unabomber. Kaczynski's campaign of fear finally over. Ultimately, in 1998, he said he was, pleading guilty and spending the rest of his life in prison. Well, the major step taken today as the state
0: fights to keep a beloved Texas park open to the public. And as Central Texas starts to crank up the summer heat, can the power grid keep up with that demand? A look at what ERCOT is expecting coming up. The latest in the fight to keep Fairfield Lake State Park open to the public. Today, Texas Parks and Wildlife voted to use eminent domain in a last ditch effort to try and save it. The park sits about 70 miles east of Waco, and for decades, the state leased the land from a private company, but that lease is up on Tuesday. Earlier this year, we told you about how a developer purchased the nearly 5,000-acre property with plans to turn it into a gated community of luxury homes. In a special meeting today, the Parks and Wildlife Commission voted in favor of condemning the land. That's the first major step towards trying to take over the property. We dug into the next steps, though, on the condemnation and imminent domain process. First, the state has to make an offer equal to or greater than the land's appraised value. The landowner then has 14 days to consider those offers. If they don't accept, the Texas Attorney General can petition to condemn the land. Then three special commissioners will be appointed to hear evidence and decide the current fair market value of the property. If either party objects at this point to the commissioner's findings, the case could move to a civil trial, which could then be appealed. After all avenues of an appeal are exhausted, experts say the state would pay the landowner the value decided by the court
1: and take land ownership. Well, some decent rain to begin your day early this morning in portions of Travis and Hayes counties especially, uh, where some areas in this bullseye here picked up almost an inch and a half of rainfall, although there's not much out there right now. We officially, at Camp Mabry, got just less than a quarter of an inch of rain, but we're still behind for the month and for the year to date to no changes in our lake levels. Your high today, 98 could be the last day outside of the triple digits for a while. We'll track the heat and the isolated storm chances in first warning weather. Friday marked
0: the first 100-degree day, but unfortunately for us, it's just the start of a hot week. Energy and utility experts predict record demand as Texans try to keep cool. Doug Lewin with the Stoic Energy and the Texas Energy and Power newsletter says ERCOT will see an all-time record peak days before the summer season starts. Despite this, Lewin says the state should have enough power to keep up with this demand.
3: We have a lot more solar uh, on the system. Thermal
1: outages, like gas and coal and nuclear plants, there's there is a little higher than it should be, but nothing too alarming. Uh, looks like a good week for wind as well. So you put all those things together, and uh, I don't I don't anticipate any problems. I hope by saying that I don't jinx it.
0: We do hope so too. Lewin says we didn't see last year's peak usage record until July 20th. But with our weather team tracking temperatures in the triple digits throughout the whole week, you'll definitely want to take some precautions when spending time outdoors. We also wanna remind you to look out for your pets. We've got some reminders for you staying safe in this summer heat. First, obviously stay hydrated, drink plenty of water throughout the day, and make sure your pets have enough water, especially if they're headed outside. Look before you lock. Helpful reminder, the city says you should always check the back seat of your car for children and pets before you lock it up. Try to wear some loose-fitting clothes this week, and don't forget the sunscreen throughout your entire time outside. We've got a whole list of tips and tricks for staying safe, especially for pets and kids. Just click on this story right now at
1: KXAN.com.
2: First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon.
1: And after hitting triple digits yesterday for the first time this year, we cooled off quote unquote for today with a high of just 98 and that is in fact where we are right now in marble falls at the highland furniture and river city grill camera with a picture perfect blue sky from that view we are still watching storms some of them severe to the north of us there are none that are particularly concerning for us just yet. But there is the chance, uh, called a 10 to 20% chance, of some storms, potentially severe ones, as we head into the evening. I'd be the most concerned in places like San Saba, Lampasas, and Milam counties here tonight, because I think those counties that sort of stick out as far as the KXN viewing area goes, may just get clipped by a stronger severe storm later on tonight. This particular computer model here, which I think is doing a good job Uh, in the placement of most of the storms does bring in a storm risk into Milam County, especially as we get later into the evening, call it eight, nine o'clock or so, and uh, that could carry some large hail and damaging winds. But for the vast majority of us, your evening is a dry one and a very warm one. Low clouds and some areas of fog build in to begin your Sunday morning. So it may start a little cloudier than it did today, but then the sun is out by mid to late morning at the latest, and then we've got a very sunny, afternoon for you. Now, while we'll uh, keep a generally dry forecast here tomorrow and you can see seven in the evening, some storms to the north of us, there is a low, call it 10% chance of a storm or shower late afternoon or tomorrow evening, primarily the farther north you are. In general, tomorrow, much like today, those storms staying north of us and then low clouds build in as we get into your Monday morning before the sun is back out and we once again have another low 10% rain chance. Of course, the heat's the story that affects us all, not the storms. 90s are where most of the state is right now. We expect while we start in the 70s tomorrow, we're already in the mid 80s by 10 and then well into the uh, upper 90s, if not low 100s here for tomorrow afternoon. And tomorrow should begin the streak of triple digit days that we think lasts at least seven days. Two 100s in a row. Then we go 101 for Tuesday, 103 Wednesday. Heat peaking around Thursday and Friday before a very slight drop-off into next weekend. And the humidity is not really changing much between humid and very humid every single day. So just a 20% storm chance, mainly way to the north tonight, 75 for your overnight low. Our day tomorrow, 10% rain chance. Otherwise, it's hot. Clouds giving way to sunshine and a high of 100. And as we look at that first warning weather seven-day forecast, rain chances hard to come by, but heat is a plenty. with record heat possible Thursday and Friday.
3: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. There was a time when the College World Series seemed like an extremely lofty goal for Texas baseball. However, they woke up today just two wins away from a trip to Omaha as they took the field in the Super Regional Round for the third year in a row. Eric Kennedy just hit a two-run shot in the top of the fifth to tie the game up at two. And they've got a man on base right now. So Texas trying to win this game. This is the best out of three. Game two will be tomorrow. Time to be determined. All right, MLS Austin FC back on the road. It'll be their last match for 11 days. So they're definitely hoping to head into their mini break. Riding high with a win and three points in the standings is another prime opportunity for the Verde and Black, one which they hope to make good on. It's a long season and
1: you know, we've, we've started this process early in January and we've had to face a lot of adversity as a lot of teams have. We, we power through it, we, we get going, there's, there's 18 more games to go. Um, you know, I think all teams face certain things whether it's injuries, whether it's poor form, um, you know, coaches decisions, players performance, there's lots of things that go into it but the reality is we're going to be in a very competitive Western Conference. We've we got to continue to to get better and improve. Um, you know, game by game we obviously have to deal with what's in front of us, what players are available um, you know how we expect to exploit the, the next opponent but uh, again having some consistency in our roster I think goes a long way having healthy players goes a long way but um, you know it's still about getting out there and performing and, and showing a level of consistency going forward but um, you know we look forward to the second half of the season for sure.
3: They'll be facing a Kansas City team who is near the bottom of the West standings however Sporting KC has been playing better of late they've earned a result in three straight matches two of them were wins Seven thirty kickoff. MLB Rangers have touched home plate a whole lot this year, and today they continued that tradition against Tampa Bay. When sports continues after this, we have more. The Rangers' high-powered offense has propelled them to the top of the top-heavy AL West, and the bats were big once again this afternoon in Tampa. Corey Seager had the biggest bat of them all today. Starting off in the top of the second with the bases loaded. Rangers up one nothing. Seeger hits this one into the right field corner. That rolls to the wall. That's a two-run double. They sent Marcus Simeon trying to make it three. It got too greedy. He got thrown out at third. Still, still the damage was done after that. 4 nothing Rangers in the top of the four. Seeger again first pitch. That's gone. That makes it 6 nothing Rangers. And then it wasn't just Seeger who was hot at the plate. Adolis Garcia with the bases loaded in the sixth. Hits this one. To left field, and that scores two runs to make it eight to four Rangers. They win by that final score over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Astros continuing their series in the beautiful of Cleveland. That was for Noah. Astros up five to one right now in the fourth inning. Finally, French Open, women's final, and it came down to defending French Open champion Iga Sviatek and Karolina Muhova. Sviatek with a nice backhanded t- uh, return right there. Nicely done. Then Muhova sends it right into the net on match point. Not Sviatek's problem. She wins the French Open for the second year in a row. Fourth Grand Slam title. Youngest four-time women's champion since Serena Williams did it 21 years ago. The men's final will be Novak Djokovic and Casper Ruud tomorrow. And I got to say real quick before we run out of time. I want to say a special shout-out to Kevin Brooks and Angelo State Baseball. I covered them when I was in San Angelo. They won the national championship today. First time in program history. So congratulations, Kevin.
0: Amazing. A shout-out across the state. (laughs) Okay, hot on the field, hot on the court, and I think we're all hot.
1: Yes, and Mm -hmm. we think tomorrow begins a long streak of triple-digit days. This is what your Sunday looks like. Some low clouds and fog in the morning. That quickly lifts away to a lot of sunshine, a few puffy clouds in the afternoon. Just a low 10% rain chance later in the day. Uh, A very isolated storm possible in northern areas. Otherwise, look at that. Triple digits tomorrow, and I think tomorrow may be the coolest day of the next seven.
0: So enjoy it is what you're telling me. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, Come right back here to KXAN News at 10. In the meantime, catch up with us online at KXAN.com.